This is Ask Dr. E, where Dr. Michael Easley answers your biblical or theological questions in 10 minutes or less. Today's question comes from a comment on our YouTube channel. If you are not subscribed to our YouTube channel, you should go and do that right now. But this is what was asked. I have a question. What did Ananias and his wife Sapphira do in Acts chapter 5, verses 3 and 4 that would cause God to take their lives so quickly? I've always considered this to be blaspheming. Am I wrong? It couldn't be because they lied. I know we would all be dead. (laughs) The Holy Spirit had led them to sell their property so that it could be shared by all, and out of greed, representative of the acts of sin through Satan, they thought they knew better than God of where that money should be allocated. I believe they promised the whole amount to share among all and then reneged on that promise. Matthew 5 verses 33 through 36 says it's better not to promise anything. And then if the spirit leads, then to share or as Christ putting it on your heart, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. He gives some other things. I love this comment because he's like, ask a question, and then he kind of decides what it means. So (laughs) Dr. E, (laughs) I guess if we go back to the heart of the question, what really was the sin that caused God to take their lives so quickly? That's a great question. And and the book of Acts is probably one of the top 30 most controversial passages. Mm. So let's dig into it a little bit. Top 30, though. I mean, there's a lot. Well, yeah, that, that means there's a lot of controversy in Acts, huh? There's a lot of in Acts. <laughs> so context is king. Acts chapter 4 recounts yeah. the generosity of the early church. Verse 34, there was not a needy person among them, for all who were owners mm. of houses would sell them and bring the proceeds to the apostles. And I'm editing that verse a bit. And then it was to distribute to those who had need. So this is the setting. Barnabas is named, and it's interesting. This is where he enters the storyline in verse 36, and he sold a tract of land, and he gave the contribution to the apostles' feet. So that's the setup. Now, back up a little further, the Holy Spirit is the theme. Acts chapter 2, which we'll talk about ever so briefly, this is the beginning of the Holy Spirit's permanently indwelling the believer. So we're seeing a transformation happen. Peter, of course, was hiding, and now he's leading. Mm -hmm. So there's been some significant Mm -hmm. transformation after Acts chapter 2. So this is the first church, and the communal leaving the synagogue, aposynagoge, they're now ecclesia, they're part of the local church, and this is all the beginning of that. So the Holy Spirit's the main subject. Ananias and Sapphira were probably seeking the recognition that they saw Barnabas get. And what we know from the text is they were certainly deceptive in their intentions. They independently lie, which exposes their complicity, and they try to deceive the apostles and really the church at large. We sold the land, we gave all the money to you. Chapter 5, 1 and 2 tells us they held back some of the money, so they weren't Mm -hmm. forthcoming. The deception is really revealed in verse 3. Peter says, and we conclude the Holy Spirit told Peter this, you know, he knows something's up. Now, let me take a step sideways. This is very interesting to compare with Achan back in Joshua chapter 7 and two places in Judges, Judges chapter 15, I think 15 and 16. If you remember in that situation, they were not allowed to take things from the ban, it was called. And Achan's family took some idols and trinkets and valuable gold things, and they kept them. And it affected the whole community to the point that Moses calls out to God. They discover Achan had hidden these things. 
And God destroys not only Achan, but the whole clan. Yeah. So I think there's a parallel because what's going on there is Israel's becoming a people of God in a very dark chapter. They're trying to get back, if you will. Now they're indwelt with the Spirit. That judgment was swift and comprehensive. And those are the two words I want you to Mm -hmm. keep in mind, swift and comprehensive. Mm -hmm. And I think this parallels what we're seeing in this section of Acts. There was a new church. Holy Spirit's indwelling people, and when you try to deceive God and His Spirit, it's going to be swift and comprehensive. And as you go down through that passage, when Peter says, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and hold back some of the price of the land? He didn't say, okay, let's say it was worth $10,000 and you kept $2,000, fine. They agreed upon a deceptive term. Amal, and that's where they got in trouble. The fact that he says Satan filled their heart vis-a-vis the Holy Spirit filling. The word filled is the same word. Mm. Ephesians 5.18, filled means controlled. It's not the amount God pours into you like some of our bad hymnology teaches. If you're filled with the Spirit, you're controlled by the Spirit. So if this passage is about the Holy Spirit's control and indwelling of the believer— over against Peter saying, Satan filled your mm-hmm. heart. So now we're seeing the juxtaposition wow. of who's really controlling your motivations at this point. Mm-hmm. And so the influence was, let's just say, satanic, to put it in simple terms. Now, were they blaspheming the Holy Spirit? I don't have a problem with that observation. It's just not in the text. And we've okay. talked about the blaspheming the Holy Spirit before, which is essentially yeah. denying Christ. I Mm -hmm. don't think that's what they're doing here. They're trying to deceive people, and God knows their hearts, and Peter knows their hearts, and he's calling out the deception. So what we know from the text Mm -hmm. is they were submitted to, and let me say controlled by Satan, not the Holy Spirit. And that's what Mm -hmm. brought about such a swift and comprehensive judgment. So anyway, the consequence is formidable. Great fear came over the whole church. Yeah. And to me, that's the epitaph on the story is that you mess around with being filled with the Holy Spirit versus controlled by Satan and lust of the yeah. flesh, lust of the eye, the boastful pride of life. In that situation, his judgment was swift and comprehensive. The church is being started. So this is a foundational point. So what's the application for us today? Well, number one, I would say the Holy Spirit knows our hearts and intentions. We often mm-hmm. differentiate the Trinitarian Godhead, the Holy Spirit, someone different. The Holy Spirit's God. He's the yeah. Spirit of Christ, and yeah. he indwells the believer. Yeah. And nothing I do is beyond his gaze. And I think yeah. our hearts and motives, it's hard to nuance and parse them, but I think most Christians don't understand that we've talked about before Matthews 5, 6, 7, 8, where he says, you've heard it said, but I say to you, Jesus says you commit adultery. I say, if you look at her, you've Mm -hmm. already committed adultery. So the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit is wonderful news, but the conviction Mm -hmm. of the believer needs to respond to that. This sobering passage, I don't think he's going to strike us dead because we deceive. That's not the Mm one-on-one application. What he is saying is you're indwelt by the Spirit. So submit to the control, mm-hmm. you've heard me say it once or twice, God's word, God's spirit, God's people, or you're going to be tempted to fall off the rails and get in trouble. Yeah. And there's no point 
not telling the whole truth. We sold it for 10000 yeah. We're going to give you eight. Bless God. But yeah. they tried to deceive them. Yeah. They wanted the perception of, yeah. Uh, okay. Super dicey question. You think this still happens today? <laughs> I do think God takes people out. You know, Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5, mm-hmm. he prays for a man's death, basically, for the salvation of his soul, that his physical body would die. I think I'm getting that in the universe. I remember one professor telling us 40 years ago in seminary that he had prayed that prayer on occasion for people that were incalcitrant and in sin and living far from Christ and doing horrible things that God would take them home. I don't know if I would pray that prayer, certainly not in a cavalier fashion, but I no. would say anecdotally, mm-hmm. I've seen people die at early ages. Mm-hmm. Maybe God took them home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of the damage they did and would do if they still lived. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. good thing I don't have yeah. to make that decision. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. All right. Well, if you've got a question for Dr. E, call us, text us, email us. The info is in your show notes. Ask Dr. E is produced by me, Hannah Seymour, mixed and mastered by Sonomorphic, and music composed by Jason Jermaine. And hit that subscribe, will you? Hit that thumbs up, will you? We appreciate it. <laughs>